Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Brown Eyed Unicorn. I'm your host, Hannah Brown. And today we have a very exciting guest. You may know her as the professional witticizer behind the Twitter accounts Guy in Your MFA or Dystopian YA. Dystopian YA novel? Both. Dystopian YA, just Dystopian YA. That's what I thought. Or her work in the New York Observer or Entertainment Weekly or Marie Claire or GQ. I literally read your Wikipedia. Oh my God. Or your books. Choose your own disaster. And. And we're off, and I could keep going, but we have Dana Schwartz. Thank you. So that was such a nice intro. Thank oh God, you so thank much. You. I literally was like, I was like, holy fuck, you've written a lot of shit. Um, I stalked your website and was like, damn girl. If I stopped writing, then the crippling insecurity and sense of self doubt will catch up with me. Love that. <laughs> That's how I would be if I stopped podcasting. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This is truly, I like, I tried to play it cool, but like talking about. What we're gonna—I don't want to spoil oh, it. Oh my god! No, but like go for it. this conversation, talking about old creepy animated movies, mm-hmm. is like my favorite thing in the entire world. Yes. Well, you and your sister Caroline, shout out to Caroline. She did my podcast like a year ago, and we talked about like sexual awakenings through the movies. Oh, we watched I don't want to listen children. to that. <laughs> and well, Rock a Doodle came up, which is yeah. also a Don Bluth movie. Um, and so. And, like, just you Schwartz girls have this way of talking about movies in a way that, like, I can really fuck with. We we really, our childhood was really animated movie-based. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think I watched, because Caroline and I would watch, like, a lot of weird movies in your basement, and we watched Fatal Attraction. And I remember, you, I remember you came downstairs, <laughs> and you literally were like, what even is a Glenn Close? And I thought it was the funniest thing. I never forgot it. Oh, my God. Child Dana. Yeah. And look at me now being like, I love the movie The Wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I hope Glenn wins. Me too. She deserves it. Um, it's about time. I had, I, I hope this is allowed. I had an mm-hmm. almost tweet where I was like, this is not funny to anyone but me. Mm-hmm. But it was funny to me. Um the thought of Sasha Baron Cohen presenting the Oscar for Best Actress yes. in his Borat costume yes. and going, and the Oscar goes to Glenn Close in The Wife. I think that's funny. Is it? <laughs> I like, I thought of that and then I got mad at myself. You were like, dumb. I was like, you? So dumb. Well, I feel like I should let you guys know we're talking about Thumbelina today. But before we get into that, I do want to ask like, as someone who like, a large part of like what you do is like you're funny on Twitter. Do you ever get like really like cripplingly stressed before you tweet? No, I get the opposite where I like feel like I'm addicted to Twitter and like every dumb thought I have, I tweet out and I'm like, be a human being in the world. You don't need to do this. <laughs> and then it's like retweet, retweet. Like, yeah. Uh, the, the feeling, the steady stream of like likes and retweets has to be gratifying though gratifying but it's like it truly is like an addiction because it's like it releases that like chemical dopamine yeah. in your brain so like i am a rat pushing a button to get a little treat like i, I am a mouse in a cage that sounds so fun it's it's truly like twitter i tell people like twitter has given me everything like it's how i like have met several of my partners it's mm-hmm. how i like feel like i got a lot of my jobs and mm-hmm. my book agent but it's also it's like taken away every like it's ruined my brain i think ah well, you know who else's brain got ruined? Thumbelina. <laughs> and ours for having to watch it. Truly. Well, I, so I guess as we launch into this, I want to ask, like, what was your experience with that movie, like, as a child? Do you remember? Yeah. Well, like, we had a, a local video adventure. Mm-hmm. Which, and I just feel like that it was. smells so good, that video store. Yes. It's so sad that it doesn't exist. I feel yeah. like in our childhood, it was a pretty regular thing where we would just, mm-hmm. like, rent a lot of weird movies. Mm-hmm. Like, Carolyn and I had this talk about this, like, movie called the scarecrow and so usually when i tweet something when i'm like hey has anyone like heard of this or is this experience relevant mm-hmm. to you 
usually I get like a response with people being like, yeah, like me too. I tweeted about this animated movie that Carol and I had watched obsessively as children called The Scarecrow. Mm -hmm. And I put it out in the world and it was crickets. There was (gasps) no one. And I was like, did we get the only copy of this movie? Wait, now I have to look it up because I don't know it either. Um, Sorry to change the subject. No, please. It's a movie um, about a girl who works in a like debtor's prison, like an indentured servant debtor's prison. Is it animated? Yeah. Ah! For a count who Ah! loves to dance. And uh-huh. so they spend all day in this debtor's prison making like shoes and capes for him to dance. Mm-hmm. And he falls in love with this girl and he learns a dance from a witch that if he does it with her, will make her magically fall in love with him. Oh. But then she cries to and brings the scarecrow to life. And then she and the scarecrow win the dance competition, not her and the evil count. And they end up what, like falling in love, yeah. presumably? Does the scarecrow like have to turn back into a scarecrow in the end? But I think then he. But then comes... she like cries on him, and then he like becomes a person. Yeah, like something I like that. Beauty and the Beast. Yes, it's like Beauty and the Beast, but with an enchanted scarecrow and Love. a debtor's prison. It's a musical. Oh my god! I bet it's all on YouTube in its entirety. You are a hundred percent correct. Yep, that can be our next podcast. Right, that's the good thing about the like obscure ones is that like no one gives a. F- it's not like Disney where like all that shit is like in a vault and you can't access it online. Like those movies just like exist. No one gives a shit. Also, it's not even like down blue i have yeah. no idea who made it <laughs> like what weirdo <laughs> is behind this film um i i feel like my experience with Thumbelina as a kid was i loved it i thought she was so pretty yes. and so cool i loved her high pony i still do very chic and i but i didn't definitely did not grasp and like why would i because i was like a small child but like just how fucked up this story is she's kind of like a proto ariana yeah like that she's a tiny little yes. person with a high pony who sings and everyone's obsessed with her singing. Yeah. But I don't think this movie would be made in like a post Me Too world. No, there are, as, a, as we were sort of chatting about before we started recording, yeah. this is a movie where a lot of adult middle-aged men try to marry this young girl. This child who was born in a flower, <laughs> which just seems like suggestive in and of itself. And also there's that moment um, not the, the who's the the mouse who tries to get her to marry the mole. Oh my God. There's um, something so like Mrs. Fieldmouse. Mrs. Fieldmouse. Yeah. Where in most. Disney animated movies like morality is not that gray. Yeah. Which like this is a kind person who then like manipulates and yes. sells her out. Because she like will make a lot of money if yeah. she like, pours her out to this guy. Which, but like what is so uh, insidious is that she was like nice to her before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I feel like I just need to like take a quick minute because Carol Channing just passed away, which is really hard for Carol me. Channing was yeah. the voice of the mouse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like I am obsessed with Carol Channing specifically. Did you ever watch those Alice in Wonderland movies that were like live action and like Carol Channing was in it? No. And, oh, girl, they're wild. But like Sammy Davis Jr. is in it. Like like Ringo Starr is in it. Like everyone's Are in you, it. This sounds like you're making it up. No, it, I know. It was like made in the 80s. It was wild. Does Ringo Starr play the uh, pot smoking caterpillar? No, that's a good guess. He plays like a toad or a, a, no, a, a, a turtle. A, a, you a read it. The tortoise. I, like, do not remember. He, like, it, it's in Through the Looking Glass. I think he's yeah. in the second one. Yeah. Cool. But Carol Channing has this amazing song. I have to, like, take the mic away from my face. So she goes, Dan tomorrow, Dan yesterday. <laughs> and she's so lit. And so, like, hearing her voice as Mrs. Fieldmouse was just, like, it, like, tingled me in a happy way. I was like, oh, Carol. And I don't. Is Grundle a bad? I feel like that's a, like, that's a Cards Against Humanity word. Wh- which one? What? So the the. 
Toad that someone tries to get her to marry. At oh some yeah. Point oh yeah. Is named Grundle. I was wondering that too. Like I was like, it's like Grande, Gringo, and something else. And I was like, I don't think. I mean. It seems a little racist to me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an animator per se. <laughs> I don't. But I'm pretty sure Grundle is the word. I feel like that's like a Cards Against Humanity word for like the skin, like in front of or behind your ball sack. Oh my god, I'm that like, would Google it. That, Can I Google, Google it right now, please? That wouldn't shock me at all. I should have looked this up because as I was watching, I made a note and I forgot about it until now. No, that's genius. Because yeah, this is guys. It's gonna be like less of a recap, more of just like a conversation. So like. If you haven't watched the movie, I would suggest you go back because um, it's really wild. Please read that out loud because it's okay. your podcast. Grundle, the area between anus and scrotum in a male or between anus and vulva in a woman. <gasps> oh, my God. Grundle, wikitionary, wick, the perineum. It's like a slang word for perineum. Oh, my God. And that is the, the creepy toad man that someone tries to get her to marry at some point and he has like his little mustache oh he's so creepy what i think is like deeply fucked up too and i guess like i love like how the movie enchanted like makes fun of this trope where it's like he saves her and then it's like and then it's like we'll get married tomorrow but in this movie it's like everyone's obsessed with her singing and they just try to like whore her out and thumbelina is so easily manipulated by like the the creatures around her like all it takes is charo being like you're gonna be famous and you're gonna have a lot of money like are you down and she's like yeah like by the end of the song like she's fully convinced like also just this animation like looking at these characters these characters are adult looking they they are like like, they're all sexualized they're all very they all have giant like lips and boobs yeah they look like brats dolls i feel like i like the aesthetic of a don bluth movie though like i think like i like the animation you know, can I get a little Disney history? Because Please. I'm a big, I even think I have a copy of Disney War. You can't see it, but oh it's my right God. there. Disney <gasps> Wars is that Fun. big, thick book. It's a big history of, of uh, like, sort of the Disney animation um, dramas. Yeah. Um, Don Bluth was a Disney animator <gasps> who wanted to make sort of slightly darker movies, and he left Disney with, like, 10 of their best animators and totally, oh can God. I swear on this podcast? Please. Totally fucked him over. <gasps> and so then Disney sort of went into, like, a dark ages where they did, like, um, like the Black Cauldron. I love that movie. But, yeah, but it's, it didn't like, make a lot of money. No. Even, like, Oliver and company, I feel like, didn't do as well as it could have. And do you know what the, like, adding insult to injury of Don Bluth was? So he left, he stole a bunch of Disney animators and totally, like, wiped them out. Oh he made... Um, they made Disney made um, the Great Mouse Detective. Yes, and it came out the same weekend and did worse than an American Tale, which <gasps> was Don Bluth's mouse movie. Oh my God! Too many mice movies. Well, G- Great Mouse Detective. Like even though, like as a child, I definitely had a crush on Basil. Isn't that his name? Yeah, Basil. Bas- Basil. Basil I- of Baker Street. Yeah, I thought he was like sexy and like British and like cool. He was, but like. That's a fucking sad movie. Like, that movie, like, Radigan was too scary for me to be able to even enjoy, like, as a kid. Like, that whole part in the beginning where, like, doesn't, like, the dad get murdered with that little music box of that little girl? Yes, the little girl. Who's, like, a dancer. Oh, my God. It's so fucking sad. sad. Don Booth movies are definitely darker. And now that, like, you 
confirm that like he acknowledges that that's like a big deal yeah like it's not an accident that it's like dark disney but that's so true it's just i'm reading the wikipedia yeah on his 42nd birthday bluth gary goldman john pomeroy who are just like they were the all-stars of disney left and with nine fellow disney animators to start their own animation studio don bluth productions oh my god So like he drew fox and the hound but left because he was disheartened by the way disney company was run and wanted to revive sort of classic animation styles Oh so my that God! Was what he did? He, was, he Mark Zuckerberg Disney. He Mark Zuckerberg Disney. Um, yeah, so he liked this sort of like weird, dark, classic animation styles. I love it. And what's your favorite Don Bluth movie? Oh, did he make All Dogs Go to Heaven? Yeah, I like that movie. I love that movie too. I was just talking to someone the other day about how the little girl who did the voice of Anne Marie got brutally murdered by her father. Yeah, isn't that so? Father. God, the Don Bluth universe is like dark as fuck. Also, she was the voice in Ducky. Wait, did Don Bluth do uh, Land Before Time? Yes. Then that's my favorite Don Bluth movie. So good. That is so dark. I know. and But all of his movies are so fucking sad. There's that part in the Land Before Time where like like Littlefoot thinks he sees his mom, but it's just his own shadow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fucked up. <laughs> so sad. I'm going to tear so, up. So sad. I think my favorite Don Bluth movie is Rock-A-Doodle. Rock-A-Doodle, yeah. Because I would, like, 10 out of 10 would fuck that rooster, Chanticleer. Chanticleer is a sexy rooster. He's a hot piece of ass, and I just love that he, like, he, like, is really sensitive. He's hot and dumb. Yes, and all it takes is, like, a little blow to his ego, and then he's like, well, and he just, like, slinks off to Vegas. And I'm like, (laughs) that's, like, any time I've ever hooked up with, like, a stand-up comedian. If his ego gets a little bit bruised, he's like, well, that was fun, and then just, like, leaves. And I'm like, what the fuck? It is. I do feel like Don Bluth sort of makes, like, nuanced darker characters in a way that yeah, Disney wasn't. Totally. Um a thing about Don Bluth straight up Jack and things from Disney is the voice of Thumbelina is Jody, Jody Benson. Com- Jody Benson, who's um Ariel. Yeah. I know. Pretty voice. Steal her voice. Steal yeah, Ursula the shit out of that. Yeah. Um I love that she's like an Ariana Grande. That's such a good thing to say. Do you think that there's well first I'm gonna of all, tweet it. That do it. Um the soundtrack by Barry Manilow is beautiful <laughs> in this movie, I think. What's your favorite Thumbelina song? I don't know. What's your favorite Thumbelina song? Mm, I think mine is probably probably Let Me Be Your Wings because it's really pretty. Yeah, that is that is the love song. Yeah. Or um the Yosh to do impossible. It's so happy. It's so fun. It's so cute. Also, just the river cruise ship is just it seems like that I'm I'm amazed that that exists in a child's universe. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I also love all the cute little jitterbugs that like there are some redeeming qualities to this movie, i.e. like the cute little jitterbugs that are like, let's get help. Like they're like cute and appropriate. Um Cornelius, I just want to point out looks like Dimitri. That is exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was like, he is Dimitri. I was like, because I, as a little kid, I think that I was very like, not into like a classic prince garb, like the tights and the little shoes and the little like the little. Top. <laughs> he is very much the classic. He's in a yes. little skirt, yes, yeah, a little mini skirt and tights. And I, so I wasn't like down for him, but as an adult, I was like, well, he's Dimitri. It's like, like uh, Cornelius in the streets, <laughs> Dimitri in the sheets. <laughs> um, not to also be rude for Cornelius, but yeah. like. He kind of looks like old. (laughs) They make him look a little weathered. A little weathered. His hair needs a little bit of help. But like I could see why she fucked with him. Although like we have to talk about their meat cute. I mean she's call it that. She's all he's also the first like human shaped tiny person. Yeah. Like totally. Her other options were like a very creepy frog man. 
a beetle. And also a beetle and, and a, a very creepy old, very old mole. Sugar daddy mole. So like she's the only person, he's the only human of maybe her age that is not an animal penis for her to fuck. Totally. Which <laughs> like, who wants that? Not me, unless it's Simba. Then I don't fuck with oh, it. Oh, the beetle's so creepy. The beetle is like a full-blown rapist. He literally like comes out of the sky, takes her to his what's essentially a strip club. Strip, yeah. You know, it's a strip club. and it's like you will dance and sing for me. But I have to say, you know, when like she's dancing and then she twirls and then all the costume falls off, literally a strip club. But she's in these cute little like leggings and a little like peplum top. And I'm like, I would wear that. Yeah. I was like, she looks cute. And then they all call her ugly. Because she doesn't look like. Look like a beetle. Yeah. Like that one. Yeah. The frog lady. Charo. Like has the voice of a frog. Like that is such a specific niche 90s thing that happened that like (laughs) would not happen now. You know, where it's like, I know who will do the voice of the creepy frog who abducts her in a walnut charo yeah um if prince cornelius were to fly into your window is he like prince cornelius size you're prince cornelius i'm okay so you're miniature okay he flies in your window and is like hello what would you do i would i would totally fall in love with him yeah he's a fairy prince like would you hide in the teapot or would you immediately be like dtf with cornelius i I feel like you know me, and I think the answer is DTF. Yeah, that's fair. Because, like, I, at this point in my life, I have not met a fairy. Mm-hmm. I have not met someone my size. There's time, yeah. And I'd be like, I belong, finally. Finally. Like, this is my this is my chance. Yeah. And, like, he's hot, and he also happens to be, like, royalty. Yeah, royalty. She I didn't hit know, the jackpot. I didn't know that fairies had a, a monarchy, but apparently they do. They do. I love the part where they animate the golding of the leaves. I just... Gorgeous. So pretty. Stunning. Very, so pretty. It's like Fantasia. Literally. I feel like I I would definitely be DTF right away, but like I have such a complicated and dark relationship to like men who are like kind of mean but give me attention that like for all I know, I'd, I'd be DTF with Mr. Beta. Like I don't fucking know. Same. I'm working through a lot of it, but you know what I mean? Also like the mole... I mean, if also the maternal mouse figure was like, this is what you got to do. I'm young and dumb. I would just be like, all right, well, this is what I got to do. That's pretty much what she does. Yeah. I mean, she's literally like at the wedding and then like, it's like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? But like, it is hard. Like, think about it. Like, if you've been like stranded and alone your entire life, basically, mm-hmm. since since you left the flower mm-hmm. and like someone who shows you kindness is like, he's a rich man. This is what your life is going to be yeah of course you'd be like yep this is what happens even though like he doesn't like the sun which is like a fundamental deal breaker if you're thumbelina it's like girl that's a deal breaker you can't make it work this is very persephone yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah i i like that he like this is obviously based on like a hans christian anderson Mm -hmm. and i like that he kept it dark as hell yeah totally like this is not the disney-fied version of the hans christian anderson story like the way the little mermaid is yes which uh, again the Little Mermaid in the, the story and super dark and weird. She like turns into sea foam and like dies because she's crying. like yeah because she's like a selfish like a selfish bitch who like well you get what you get what you deserve yeah so fucked up. Although I will say rewatching that movie as an adult when she's like I'm 16, Daddy, I love him. I'm like bitch. Yeah, totally. It's like no, you really don't know what you're talking about. Stay with your elderly father. Totally, 100. percent Do you think there's any sexual tension between Thumbelina and Giacomo? I was trying to pinpoint if there was. 
Yes. I think so, too. I think because Giacomo is confident. You know that guy fucks. He, yeah. He has, like, <laughs> big dick energy. Yes. That's yeah. the word for it. It's like, he, she is kind of like a brick wall in that relationship. Totally. But, like, he's kind of, I don't want to say sexy, but, like, sexual. He has swagger. He has swagger. Yeah. It's and the con- an accent. It's the accent. It's the confidence. It's just that, like, he can go in and out. He knows exactly what he's doing. Here's the, I agree. Here's the thing that I realized for the very first time in my life, and I've seen this movie so many times, because I feel like I had, like, a weird, like, renaissance with animated, like, Don Bluth movies in, like, seventh grade, where I watched them all the time. Oh, wait. Anastasia is Don Bluth. Yes. I, that also is one of my favorites. That's fucking amazing. It's so hard. You gave me that choice. And then, I know. Yeah. And then they all come up. But why didn't he just fly her over everything and find her house? Yeah. He has wings. Cornelius, what are you doing this whole time? And and fucking, and Giacomo. Oh, Giacomo. She like asks the Beatles, she's like, okay, if I sing for you at your strip club, like, will you fly me up? And he's like, sure, 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 whatever. What? The big benevolent bird. Why didn't he do that? Honestly, so rude. Like, this movie would have been 10 <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> I do feel like sort of fairy tales all operate by like dream logic a little bit. Totally. Where it's like, and now you have to do this thing because you must do this thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Giacomo, what gives? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go to, and then he like almost dies. And she's like, oh my God, I feel so bad. It's because he was like trying to like find me. And I'm like, no, like he made this harder than he had to. Yeah. Men. Men. (laughs) Yeah. Cornelius Um, is kind of a fuck boy also. Right? He doesn't take care of her. Oh, I know. He's like, I love how like gallant and confident he is, but he doesn't really do anything. No. He fails like 50 times over. He's great at pose at pretending to be gallant and confident. Totally. He's very like James Marsden. I was going to say it's very like Captain Hammer vibes. Yes. 100%. Um, I just wanted to ask you, when you watch the part where she's like, she's like, mom, can you put like the book around <laughs> yeah. my walnut? How fucking cozy did that look? <laughs> so cozy. Her walnut with the little blanket. Oh my God. And like then, and then like looking at pretty like like a book while you go to sleep, like so fun, so cozy. That that walnut truly, if I could make a bed that was like like where I get into it like a bathtub, like yes. walnutty, it'd be the best. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember the TV show as told by as told by Ginger? Yes, someone once told me the grass <laughs> with Macy Gray. Macy Gray, yeah. Um, <laughs> one of her friends, we sometimes saw her bedroom when they were like on the phone. Mm-hmm. Her friend's bed was. In ground. Macy. Macy had like yes. an in ground bed. Yes. And I always thought that looked cozy as hell. Yes. Because it's like a little hole that you can like disappear into. Yeah. I feel like, oh wait, I don't know if I ever told you this. I probably didn't. You remember when like The Fabulous Life was on VH1 and it like chronicled like celebrities' absurd houses? Yeah. I remember when I was like in sixth grade, I thought that was like the best show ever. And I was like, if I were ever like a rich celebrity, because they would always show off like the kids' rooms. Yeah. They'd be like, and you know, JLo's daughter like has, <laughs> no, no, no. And they always had like a cool themed room. I decided that if I were ever famous and I had a kid, I would design their room to be Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe inspired. And so the door would be like a wardrobe and then the bed would be like a sleigh. Oh my God, that's gorgeous. I know. And it'd be like winter whites and like chic. I love it. I think I'm still going to do it. I also oh. think I'm going to do that for me. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, or maybe that's just my master. Yeah, maybe that's just my bedroom. Um, um, sorry, I have a, a cat that's bothering us a little no, bit. No, I love him. BJ. He's friends with Hannah, but now he's clawing at her. He's stuck in my sweater. There, there we you go. go. Um, okay, so how fucking cozy to sleep in a wallet that was literally so a note cozy. that i made oh um, can i just make a brief aside please you we were chatting about watching this to, yeah. to prepare for this podcast yeah and you were like it's on hbo go and i was like great and i have hbo yeah um i would also like to inform you the full thing is on youtube 
I didn't even need HBO. That's you didn't amazing. Even need HBO. You guys, if you want to watch <laughs> yeah. it, that's all you got to do. YouTube it. Which character do you identify with the most? Ooh. You know, and I know this is not the right answer at all. No. Kind of the mouse. Okay, why? Um, Because I think I'm mean, but I'll, like, not mean. <laughs> I think I'm nice, but also pragmatic. Totally. We're like, when I was younger, and this is also the character I kind of related a little bit when I was younger. Um, I, not to be like I'm a gold digger, because I'm not, and not to be like, I'm nervous about material possessions, but I like being prepared. Yeah. I like having like supplies at the ready. Like when I go on a plane, I want a lot of snacks. I want a lot of entertainment. Like totally. I, I don't want to be stranded. So to me, there was something very like, it, it hit me in like in a pragmatic way of like, all right, you get your house, you get your, your, um, dent. What would you call it? Like a little. Yeah. Your little like hole. Your little hole. Yeah. Your little cozy hole. And then you do what you got to do to to be comfortable, to make totally. it work. I mean, that that hole looks so cozy. She has a really nice hole. And she's, like, cooking a carrot. Yeah. Well, like, that's like, it. She's in a good enough position where she can sort of take care of this girl. Totally. Like, she, like, has her shit together. Yeah. In a way that, like, Thumbelina, like, certainly does not. No, Thumbelina just goes with the flow. Yeah. How old do we think Thumbelina is? Four. <laughs> four years old. <laughs> a really sexy four-year-old. Yeah. Little, she literally is like Ariana Grande because I always say that Ariana Grande is like a sexy baby. I'm a really sexy baby. Like there's something about her that's like I'm not going to deny that she's like really pretty and like sexy but I'm like but you look so little. Like she reminds me of like a kid. No and I think Thumbelina is a very sexy baby. Yeah definitely 100%. And I never I did not relate to the Thumbelina because I'm a lot of things but I'm not a very sexy baby. No me neither. <laughs> I am i don't even know if I'm a who, sexy adult a lot of the Who time. did you relate to? I wanted to say the jitterbugs because they're just cute they are cute you know but honestly like if i'm being totally frank probably mrs Fieldmouse too if or or there's that really like niche scene where um the hare is running away from the fox yeah and it's like sweaty and annoyed <laughs> and giacomo's like where's the veil of the fairies and she's like i don't know and she's like sweaty and like over it and not in the mood to run so probably her or mrs Fieldmouse. but i agree like mrs Fieldmouse being like I'm going to do what I have to do to, like, make this shit work. She has her shit together. And She's she pragmatic. has a crush on Mr. Mole, too. Yeah, I Which know. I think is cute. Me, that, I think also that was kind of where I relate to. It's like the guy, I would totally see myself, like, setting up my cuter friend with a yeah. guy I like. Yeah. Just in, in, like, an Angelica Schuyler way. Like, at least I keep his eyes in my life. Totally. And then I like to think that, like, in the end when Thumbelina, like, leaves their wedding that Mrs. Fieldmouse gets to like slide in and be like okay well I tried yeah and now you can marry me instead so she still gets what she wants at the end of the day good yeah I think the song marry the mole is amazing that is a really good song I feel like we're due for a song resurgence of Thumbelina I know I also loved even in my car last night because it was the only Thumbelina song on Spotify I listened to the Barry Manilow version of like <laughs> yeah. Rings. And I, like, am a sucker for, like, the slow jam, like, version of the romantic song at the end of the movie. That plays over the credits? Yes. Yeah. Like, like for Beauty and the Beast, it's the Celine Dion yeah. version. was like, yeah, for just this right. it's, like, <laughs> it's so extra. And I even love the Barry Manilow version. Or the the Christina Aguilera reflection. Yes. Although I still think Leah Salonga's is better. I mean, yeah. A lot of them, it's a craft shoot, though. Like, um, like the the jazzed up version of A Whole New World. I don't even know who sings it. Yeah. It mm-hmm. just doesn't do as doesn't much. Doesn't do me. it for me. But it depends on the one. Someone did a great tweet where he wrote like a fictional version of a love song in a movie, and then did the credits version. And I'm gonna find it that so we can play so the audio. That is so fucking funny. Um, I'm sorry that I keep bringing this conversation I elsewhere. I appreciate um, it. 
but other thing about this movie. <laughs> sorry, cat. He wants attention. Oh, no. I mean, literally same. He's, like, literally, like, flopping in his box <laughs> and whatever. Uh, I feel like this movie kind of is, I don't want to be, like, feminist, but pragmatic. And it sort of is not. I don't think you have to be on Thumbelina's side the whole time. I think the more interesting characters are the ones around her. Totally. Yeah. I agree. She, Like you said, she is kind of a brick wall. She's so easily influenced. and Literally anyone says anything and she goes with she's it. She's like, okay. She's so dumb. And then, yeah, and then, like sometimes she'll have a moment where she's like, oh, like I'm frustrated. What do I do? But like she really isn't self-sufficient in no. any way. Um, when you're born in a flower, though, you're going to have some issues in that regard. Does her mom have some magical powers? No, her mom got the little barley corn from a witch and then and then planted it and then she was born. In the Can flower. we get follow up with the witch? Yeah, like who the fuck is the witch? Yeah, what's going on with the witch? Maybe uh, I relate to the witch. And how many babies were born, you know, <laughs> yeah. out of barley corns in a flower pot? Yeah, how many uh, thumbelinas are there? <laughs> also, that's kind of a weird thing to name your child, even if so, she's the size of a thumb. It's on the nose. I know that Rapunzel is like named Rapunzel because that's German for lettuce, which yeah. is like what the parents sold. Yeah. But so what is with fairy tale children being given like very on the nose names? I would be pissed. And then people are like, that's a beautiful name, Thumbelina. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It has thumb right in it. Yeah, literally. And that's like not like a, it's not. It's not like Pinky. Yeah, Nina. exactly. Pinky has like a cute little like cute like connotation thumb is the ugliest finger name <laughs> i've had like friends of mine compare like guys to like oh he looks like a, a thumb. thumb i do that all the and time and it's like that's like a deep cut like that's like a fucking bummer all right i'm gonna play a song uh a twitter song from matt buchel do you think that's buchel yeah okay so giving him credit and i here we go it's That's the credit for your face. It's so true. It's always so jazzed up, like so unnecessary. So poppy. Gotta get it to those pop charts. One hundo. Um, how did you feel about the end? Like the part where she like finally is like, Giacomo, shut the fuck up. I'm over it. I also like. I feel like a lot of animated movies and a lot of. I feel like I've been talking about tropes for the past few weeks because EW's doing a rom com issue, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of animated movies, like Disney movies, also follow the same tropes. Mm-hmm. And like this one really doesn't. I know. like who is Giacomo? Like the Giacomo character is like a weird character. Yeah, because it's like he's her friend, but he like abandons her like fifty times and he's- then like comes back. He's kind of a friend, but kind of like a trickster narrator. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing that I think is weird because, you know, like, it's definitely, like, an early animation trope to be like, and we're in a storybook. Like, you see the book open. Yeah. And this movie's the same way, but it's like he's the narrator in the beginning and then he's also a character in the book. It's like very never-ending story, TBH. So what if, what if the story isn't real and it's just Giacomo's version of the story where he's he has a... A, a goal in mind. This is a manipulated version of what actually happened. Oh my god! Like he's trying to make himself look better, make Thumbelina look better. That is like, what's that fucking TV show that like took place in a hospital? I think it's Seen Elsewhere. Yeah, and it's all in like a snow globe in the end. Like none of it actually yeah. happened. It's like some kid just like made it all up in his head. Yeah, that's Giacomo. That's Giacomo. <laughs> Giacomo is the kid. Yeah. Um, like maybe some of this happened, but like. Maybe Thumbelina did, like, prostitute herself on that boat. Maybe she did even marry Mr. Mole, and now she's also married to 
Cornelius and is like feels like this guilt of like bigamist and hasn't confessed anything. Totally. So Jacquemus just telling this sanitized version of the story. So he's essentially disnifying the story. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're right. It's very weird that he's the narrator of the story and also in the story. You can't wear more than one hat. I remember I once worked on a show as a rehearsal <laughs> assistant where the guy who wrote the show also directed the show, also was in the show, and it was the biggest clusterfuck in the you world. You can't do that. Because he would be like in the scene and they'd be like, okay, hold on. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. No, I don't like it. It's kind of, although it does sort of, that's like a Hunchback of Notre Dame thing. True. There's the guy in Hunchback of Notre Dame who tells the story. He like Is he a good guy or a bad guy? He's sort of like chaotic neutral. Yes. Oh my god, you that's that's like a literary term, isn't it? I feel like it's a Dungeons and Dragons. Oh term, yeah, that's what it is. Which I don't play. No, but, but I he understand is. what you're what you're saying. Because there's that sorry to again bring up a different movie. There's Do that it. scene in Hunchback of Notre Dame where um the hunchback and the handsome blonde Phoebus. guy. Phoebus. Oh, he's so sorry. fucking hot. And you know why he's hot? Because Kevin Klein does his voice. Because Kevin Klein is so fucking hot. Kevin Klein is fucking hot. Even now. Like, give him to me all day, every day. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> he was really hot in the Beauty and the Beast remake. He was. Sexy dad. Yeah. Very artistic. Yeah, totally. Uh, but there's that scene where they go down to, like, the Court of Miracles where all the gypsies are. Yes. And this narrator, I don't even... Cool. I, yes, I want to call him like Topsy Turvy because I don't yeah, know, I know his name. That guy, um, like Cloud Cloudo or something. Yeah, uh, Cloud maybe. Um, <laughs> he like tries to murder them. Yeah, he, he like, sees comes them. Comes out of the catacombs as like, hey guys, like dressed as a skeleton. And he literally is gonna behead them until yeah. Esmeralda stops him. Yeah. Oh my god. Because he's just crazy. He like he does what he wants. I love Esmeralda too. She's Thumbelina could never. <laughs> no. Okay, like Esmeralda, don't give up. Fuck. Esmeralda stands up to people yeah. while Thumbelina's like, well, all right, if I have to marry you. And Esmeralda, like, knows she's kind of a hooker. Yeah. And she, like, doesn't, like, hide it. Yeah. You know, she's she, proud of her sexuality. Yeah. She does what she's got to do. That is, like, a totally different podcast episode because that movie is, like, it, I feel like that was Disney's fuck you to Don Bluth being, like, we can do darkness too, bitch. Yeah. The song Hellfire, which is a priest feeling sexual temptation literally wanting to like rape her yeah like seeing her in a flame and then feeling guilty like that's oh. a nuanced villain song i remember like when i was a little kid i was like i don't know what the fuck is happening at this part i just think it's scary it is very because there's flame monsters yes very and, like, scary cloaked figures the, that whole like catholicism element like makes it darker yeah so as, like, as a jew i'm very scared of uh, <laughs> catholic chanting like i don't get i don't it. know what you're saying but it's scary it's scaring me um you know who else is is a woman uh, in control of her sexuality who yeah. don't give a shit? Ariana Grande. So true. She's the version of, of Thumbelina. She's Esmeralda and Thumbelina in one. Yeah. She, honestly, like kind of. Yeah. Did you think the end of this movie was romantic when he's like, and on that? <laughs> I am not super into Cornelius. The fuck, Dana? <laughs> like, I kind of like like the older sex. Like, he's kind of a twink. That's a Which wrap straight. on Dana. <laughs> he's like a straight twink. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you can't, you just, once you see Dimitri in his face, yeah. I think it's really hard to, like, be able to accept him because you're like, I just want you to be Dimitri yeah. and you're not. Well, that's it. Where I'm like, Dimitri is, like, street smart and sexy and, like, uh, cool. It's cute and, little like, vest and, like, pants. And, like, Cornelius is kind of, like, just ineffectual yeah. and, like, in his little tights and little, little skirt he and Thumbelina are a perfect match because tbh they like really don't have personalities they honestly they're great together i am more of like a jacques i would like want yeah. like a kind of like cool flitting in and out 
Yeah. He's kind of like he has a daddy vibe, not in a monetary sense the way Mr. Mole does, but like he has like a daddy vibe. Again, I'm not sexually attracted to Mr. Mole because like he's like ugly and very, very creepy. old and creepy. Beady. Um, but at least he was like nice and had personality. Totally. There was like something there. He had a personality. Yeah. Like you could tell, like, I bet he has good taste in art. He had like opinions about things. He was like, I fucking hate the sun. I'm going to stuff moths and put yeah. them on my wall. Yeah. You know, like he like had opinions. And I feel like Cornelius's only opinion was like, Thumbelina is hot. Being a prince is hard. Ugh, I ride a bumblebee around, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, like the mole probably it has a sort of like a cool Edward Gorey vibe. Like I bet he yes. had a rich artistic life. Definitely. Do you think if like, Back to the scenario where you're miniature yeah. and Cornelius flies through your window. But, like, okay, just to, like, paint, like, a, a more rich picture. Cornelius flies through your window, but really it's just, like, Dimitri with wings. Yes. And he was like, do you want to get on my bumblebee? Would you do it? Is this a trick question? No, it's not. Because it's just a dumb yeah, question. Yeah, would you? Yeah, I love that part where they, like, dance on a pumpkin. That's so cute. I just want to, like, be twirled around by Dimitri, like, on a pumpkin with, like, glitter coming out of his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, the man knows how to dance. Yeah. The man knows how to twirl. Yeah. And, of course, if I had never met a being that was my side, like, I would instantly fall in love with him. Totally. Um, just also, because, like, any boy who shows me a tiny bit of affection, I'm like, we love, it's, we're in love now. Yeah, it's and done. so now we're a thing. Yeah. I also feel like, to Don Bluth's credit, by the time Anastasia came out, which was, like, at, I don't know, like, maybe five years after this, yeah. you know, five to seven, let's say, her relationship with Dimitri, Anastasia's relationship with Dimitri, is, like, complicated and, like, real. Yeah, there's like, like, sexy and real. Yes, it's, like, will they or won't they? Like, she fucking hates him, he hates her, but, like, they're kind of attracted. It's so much more fun to watch play out because, like, they're real people. And Thumbelina and Dimitri just, like, kind of, I mean, and Cornelius <laughs> aren't. Like, it's like you said, everyone around them is more interesting. He's bland. Yeah, they're bland. Every other character is, like, weird and colorful and fun. Yeah, so when they get together in the end, you're kind of like, I mean, I guess I'm happy for I mean, her. like, good. The two of them should, like, yeah. be off the market and, like, leave other people to have yeah. fun. Like, again, the Malice and the Mole should be together. Yeah, 100%. And, like, the Beatles, should, I don't know. Should be, like, the... Some Beatle lady. Or the, the Toad lady. Yeah, the Toad lady. Like, cool. they can be creepy performers together. That'd be fun. Like, it's a lifestyle. It's uh, very yeah. Ren Fair. Yes. I want to see... Like, I want a spinoff of, like, what happens <laughs> when to these couples. Okay, but truly a spinoff reality show about, like, that showboat? Give it to me. I would watch it. It's, like, the equivalent of Lohan Beach Club, but, like, <laughs> animated. Can you believe that there's an animated movie for children with, like, a seedy gambling showboat? No. I mean, it's fucked up. And they're, like, throwing, like, coins at Thumbelina. Like yeah, she's, like, a, a stripper. stripper. Yeah. It's a full-on stripper dynamic. And, and, yeah, it's, like, the fact that there's not only one scene like that in a kid's movie, but there are two. Yeah. She fully loses her clothes yeah. at Mr. Beatles, you know, strip club. All right. If you had to marry one of her suitors. Okay. So our choices are the Beetle guy, uh -huh. the Toad guy, uh -huh. and the mall. Mm -hmm. Who would you choose? I would choose the Beatle guy. Mary fuck home. I okay, this is good. I would um I would kill the toad. Yeah. Grundle. <laughs> kill Grundle. Fuck his name is. Um, because he's just creepy and annoying and like possessive. Yeah. Um, I would I would probably actually fuck the Beatle, because I feel like he would be like good in bed. Like I feel like he would be like kind of like unhinged agree in like a hot way you know yeah. and then i think i would marry mr mole because like he would die soon anyway yeah also, i would get that paper he doesn't <laughs> like the sun so like he can stay down there yeah maybe you could be in like a really open progressive open thing yes where like you're like fucking Giacomo on the side yeah. but like mr mole doesn't even know because he never comes out of his hole yeah he doesn't care you're here young he like wants you to have your fun yes he's like go enjoy the sun i'm gonna be down here like 
maybe like writing a great opera or something. Yeah. And then and then like when it's time for the opera to like when it like becomes a big thing, you get to like wear a pretty dress that he buys you and like go to the opera with him and like be his date. Yeah. And then he dies and then you can like live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like of the three, I think you're right because I think the Beatle is good in bed. Yeah. I mean, kill Grendel, who's creepy as hell. Yeah. Uh, and like marry the mole, who's not a terrible person. No. He's just like he's he he knows who he is. He's self-assured. Yeah. I feel like Cornelius would be so vanilla and terrible in bed. Oh. I feel like van- uh Cornelius thinks he's great in bed yes. and is terrible in bed. I feel like we've both done this thing where like I mean like I read your book Choose Your Own Disaster and I feel like we're kind of similar in that like it took us a little bit to get the attention from men that we knew we deserved for yeah. a while. And like for me, I've definitely hooked up with guys that are like stereotypically hot but just like fucking awful in bed because they just lay there and make you do everything and it's annoying and I feel like that's Cornelius yeah also do you think during the events of this movie because she and Cornelius are kind of apart for a long period of time do you think he's just like fucking another fairy girl oh my god maybe that's why like it took him so long to find her like the seasons were changing yeah I mean it is in the animated movie like a pretty long period of time yeah she's like dealing with shit on her own yeah I mean I don't think it's off the table. Like, I think he's probably like, oh, Thumbelina, I miss her. But, like, also, like, hugging up with his fairy booty call. Yeah, I think I think he's, like, I think up until he met Thumbelina, like, he, like, has just, like, fairy bitches, yeah. like, throwing themselves at him Of course, the he's the prince. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, fine, like, Busby, like, sit on that, <laughs> sit on that, on that windowsill. I'm gonna go bang this chick in the woods, like, in a flower. Yeah. Or on a pumpkin. So, I know you asked who we related the most to. Truly, the person I think I relate to the most to in the story is off screen, but it's the girl who's hooking up <laughs> with Cornelius, who, she's like, why won't Cornelius, like, you know, like, are we, she's, like, texting all her fairy friends, yeah. and, like, they're going to brunch, and she's like, so are we dating? Like, are we a thing? Like, we spent, like, three nights last week together. Yeah. Like, he bought me breakfast. Like, we're dating, right? But, like, Cornelius is, like, clearly not into it. Yes. And he's clearly hung up on this, like, weird Thumbelina girl that he kind of talks about. Right. So that's who I am. The girl is, like, hooking up with, slash, in her mind, dating Cornelius. But in Cornelius' mind, he is not dating her. Oh, my God. That's, like, I wish that were a character. But you know that I'd be rooting for her, not Thumbelina. Yeah. I can't wait for him to figure out that Thumbelina is vanilla and boring and then go for, like, the exciting girl. Like, the... the Brunette Jew. Yeah, exactly. Like, the Watts to the Amanda Jones. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Watts should always get the guy so in the end. Yeah, that's the situation. That you just know back in Fairyland that there's some girl who is crying in the shower over Cornelius. Oh, for sure. And in the Don Bluth universe, like, that's definitely not off the table that, like an animated prince could be like fucking other people yeah and like she's playing like can't make you love me and singing along i hate to be this person that's like i have a bit but i literally have a bit in like when i dabble in stand-up where i talk about how like if i have a booty call planned and i've like shaved my entire body from my mustache to my big toe and like i'm like waiting like i've put on the spray tan yeah waiting you put on spray tan can we talk about that later because i've I've never done spray tan girl but i have a really weird tan line right now and i want to take care of it we're gonna chat it's gonna be amazing um your life will be changed but i like do the whole thing and then the guy just like for whatever reason like doesn't come or like things don't work out the way i thought they would i like will like wait and then that moment where you know he's not coming and you like choose to slowly take your makeup off like and i'll like i'll like dig that knife into my own leg emotionally (laughs) that's not an expression but like i'll play a really sad song and the song that i always allude to is i can't make you love me but it's like at the end of the day it's like bitch you literally like swiped him on tinder like or like on bumble like two days ago like you don't even care about this person it's the principle of them not coming yeah i do love the just the sad scene of like me softly singing can't make you love me to myself as i like 
Yes. My makeup room, like, I can't make Yes. You. Yes. I, I feel that in my heart. I know. It, there's just nothing worse than being like, oh my God, my makeup is like amazing right now. I look so beautiful. And like, I can't wait to show off my beauty. You have to, to this take person. a thousand like, selfies. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. to, um, so not to, to make this personal. Um, so I. Please. Oh, are we done? Are no, we we're pod? not done. Okay, because I could. I'm like, I'm sorry, because I'm gonna I'm never to dig done. into my life. Go. Um, really, like I'm in that stage of a relationship where I still like really like someone, and I'm like, oh my god, this is this is love. This is good. So exciting. And then it's just a, a countdown until it is ruined. <laughs> You're like, what's gonna happen? What is gonna happen? It could be anything. I. That's like the most exciting part of a relationship, but also like the scariest part, because I'm like, I could literally like choose the wrong punctuation, and this is gonna be ruined. Yeah, it's like I'm also just like still excited about this new person. Yeah. It's like when am I – I honestly have been burned so many times with like, going to my friends and being like, I met the guy I'm going to marry. But I always say that because if I do get married to whatever person, I want them to have a cute story at our wedding. I love that. So I do it just to be – just to cover my base. I have had so many times where I'm like, this is it. This is it. I know it. I feel it in my gut. And then I'm like, oh, nope. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Next time. But I do. I feel like you have to. The, the horrible thing is you always have to feel that way because one time it is going to be that way. I know. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Well, it, I think I don't think you have anything to worry about. I came here. You were doing some cute girlfriendy shit. And, you know, you're living your best life. <laughs> um, it, to be totally honest, you came here and I was in no bra um, in a very messy apartment. It's a rainy day on a Sunday. Like, why would you ever put a bra on? I never will. This little raccoon on my arm. I know. Hi, sweetie. Um, do you have any other final thoughts about Thumbelina before we wrap this shit up? Um, I want it to re-enter the public discourse because it's like a really interesting movie. I think you can. You have the power to make that happen. I'm going to do that. I mean, you're going to put this pot up and I'm yeah. going to make the world discuss it. I'm going to be like, fucking talk about Thumbelina world. I, yeah, I cannot wait to see how your Twitter explodes with Thumbelina thoughts and feelings. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait. Thank you so much for letting us do this. Thank you for letting us do this. Will you tell my listeners like all the places they can find you on the socials? Um, it's always at Dana Schwartz with three Z's. Why the three Z's? Was that your option? Well, because one one Z was taken. Like <laughs> how you spell my name normally, which is one Z, was taken. Mm. Um, and two Z's just seemed kind of uneven to me. I agree. It was like kind of weird. I like it. And I don't. I don't know. I just like the numbers seem a little like AIM. Totally. So I didn't want to be like Dana Schwartz five because I'm like, well then who? What bitches are Dana Schwartz one through four? That's so true. I think you made a good choice. So it was it was really just an impulsive decision, uh, visually, and then yeah. I stuck with it to to keep it consistent across the socials. Amazing. And then dystopian YA. Oh yeah, yeah just and um, guy in your MFA. I have a book sort of related to guy in your MFA coming out in November. Exciting. So be on the look lookout for that. Oh my god. And you guys, if you haven't read and we're off and choose your own disaster, do that too. Thank you so much. Oh my god, I loved it. Thank you so much for doing this, Dana. This is great. Um I appreciate you. And guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.